Hello and a very warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. And it's a solo one again and a bit of a reflective one, to be honest, because I wanted to just sit down today and talk to you guys a little bit about 2023. We're coming to the end of the year now, really looking forward to 2024. And I've been reflecting on some of the biggest lessons that I've learned in 2023. So let's get into this because the first lesson that I really feel like I've learned, and this is something for sure I've been learning for many, many years, but I feel like it's come into its own this year in particular, is little rests make a big difference. Now, this is so important because I think what most of us tend to do is we tend to look towards either the weekend at the end of the week. So if you're like me and you've got little ones, then your weekend's not necessarily a rest. But if you haven't, then actually maybe you look towards the weekend as your time to completely sort of collapse with the exhaustion and take your rest because your week has been super busy. Or maybe you look towards a vacation or a holiday or a day off or a spa day or something like that to take your rest. And I get that. I have done that in the past a lot. You know, I've said that, okay, in three weeks time, I'm going to take two days off and then those two days are going to be for me and I'm going to do all my self-care during that time. But something I've really stepped into this year is actually taking little rests throughout the day. And to me, this is way more powerful than just going, 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 and then completely exhausted collapsing. And to be honest, when you do that, it's usually your body which stops you. So, you know, you get ill or you feel completely fatigued and you can't do it anyway. However, if you do do these little rests throughout the day, then you can almost revive yourself quite quickly. And I'm all for taking days off taking weekends off, taking holidays, taking vacations. In fact, whilst you listen to this, I will be on a whole one month sabbatical, which if you've listened to my last few episodes, you will know, as I mentioned, is completely crazy for me because I never take that time completely digital detox. So, I mean, I'm not even going to open my emails. I'm not even going to open my social media, any of that. So I am doing that sort of big rest. But the little rests, I feel, are so key. So let me explain a little bit about what I've been doing this year. So throughout my day, I have my three non-negotiables. Now, again, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you'll probably know exactly what they are. They are face yoga, yoga, and a wellness walk every day. So that means however busy I am, I do these three things. And it really varies in intensity, in length, in quality. Sometimes it can be an hour wellness walk, it can be an hour yoga class, and it can be 30 minutes face yoga with 30 minutes face tools. So like an hour of face yoga. That's a real sort of luxury day for me. But it also can mean 10 minutes face yoga, 10 minutes of gentle yoga stretching and a 20 minute walk. 
And it can just be that. But because I spread these out through my day, they are little rests through my day. So generally, my wellness walk tends to be somewhere between 10 and a.m. and 2 p.m. Generally, that's where it fits best for me. That tends to be when my girls are at school. It tends to be sort of halfway through my working day. Sometimes I start off my day like that. Sometimes I'll have my walk just before I collect the girls from school. Whichever it will be, that's when I'll fit my walk in. And same with my yoga. So if I'm going to go to a class, generally it's going to be a daytime class, um, just because evenings are so busy for me with the girls. But also, I just find if I'm walking and then driving, which I'd have to do if I go to a class in town in the evening, this then has an impact on me sort of winding down and going to sleep. So generally, I try to do this in the day. And most of my yoga tends to be a home practice anyway, sometimes with online classes, but most of the time, just through really being intuitive and listening to what my body needs. So that tends to be during the day as well. And then my face yoga tends to be more in the evening. So generally, that's when I have more time to be able to do my face yoga. It's when I do my skincare, take a little bit longer just to nourish my face and then do my face yoga after that. So there are three natural breaks I take throughout my day anyway. But what I'm also trying to do is little micro breaks. And I've been doing this a lot this year. And a few examples would be getting up from my desk and just shaking out my whole body. So very much a Qigong type of shaking, you know, getting that life force energy, that chi just really going through my body. And it makes me feel amazing. And I'm laughing because if somebody watched me do it, they'd think I look a little bit crazy because I am literally shaking my arms in the air. I'm shaking my legs. I'm shaking my whole body. And actually just doing that for one to two minutes can change my energy, can shift my energy massively. I also use the Hey You Bamboo Body Tapper. That's another good way. And literally that is tapping my body all over. And again, that is just an instant little break. Then of course, good old breathing exercises. So just taking a few moments, depending on what I need. So if I feel like I need to really calm and settle my central nervous system, then I'll do very long, deep nasal breaths. If I'm looking to change or shift something, I'm stretching my arms up into the air and then a big exhalation through my mouth, often bending my whole body forward to really exhale that air, to really detox. So, so simple, but it's really effective when I do that. Other things I tend to do is have a bath. I love a bath. That tends to be more of an evening routine. So once I sort of settled the girls down, Lilia normally listens to an audio book. Lucia tends to read in her bed. So usually around seven o'clock, sometimes 7.30 in the evening, I'll then go and have a bath. So I tend to take my makeup off in the bath. I just find it a really good time to do my cleanse. Sometimes I do a full triple cleanse while I'm there and I make sure I wash my face with clean water from the tap rather than the water in the bath. 
But even just those moments, despite me taking my makeup off while I'm doing it, despite me still sort of speaking to the girls as they're coming in and out, or if I'm having to get in and out of the bath, I still find it a little rest and a little break. And for me, water is hugely healing. So that is such a nice little break through the day. Sometimes, and particularly in the summer, I like to just go and ground myself. Now, if any of you know my long 15-month journey of my foot injury, I can't walk barefoot at all at the moment. However, in the summer, I don't tend to do it in the winter. I should, but I don't. I do just take my feet off, just uh, my shoes off just for a few minutes, and I just plant my feet into the grass. And I find that that grounding is so, so healing. And there's been so many studies done on the benefits of grounding and how it can help our mind, our body, our emotions. So that is a lovely little break that I tend to take as well. Sometimes I will go and have a sauna or a steam. So sometimes like, for example, after I've dropped Lucia off at school, right near her school. It's where my gym is. So I'll just go and I'll have maybe like a 10 minute sauna or something. Just little breaks like this make a massive, massive difference to my day. But I won't carry on with hundreds of other examples of this. I feel like you get the idea. So this is something I'm definitely going to be taking into 2024 with me. Just reminding myself, little breaks through the day are key and then make me way more productive as well when I am working between that. The next thing I've really learned in 2023 is that nature heals. And I've already mentioned my wellness walk. And this is the key time for me that I connect with nature. So whether I walk around the village where I live, whether I actually drive somewhere and go and walk, whether I'm walking with Bruce or a friend or the girls or whoever it is, I know that if I at least look up to the sky, I'm connecting with nature. And this can be the same even if I'm walking through the busy city centre. I know that the sky is always there to ground me. And often if you look up, you catch sight of trees as well. And that is so healing on so many levels, but particularly emotional and a spiritual level. And I find that being in nature every day, whatever the weather, even if it's cold, even if it's raining, makes a really big difference to my spiritual and emotional health. And actually, I feel really, really helps with my hormones as well. So I tend to really struggle with my hormones the few days leading up to my period. And if I walk, this is the time where I feel that light and that freedom and that sense of balance. So healing nature is something I'm going to take into 2024 so much. And I want to get into that even more so, actually. I want to change up where I do my wellness walks. I mostly listen to a podcast if I'm on my own when I'm walking and usually something very uplifting and inspirational. I'm really good for my mind, body and soul, but actually I want to sometimes just walk in complete silence so I can be fully mindful of everything. I can be fully mindful of every sound around me, fully mindful of everything I can see around me as well. And the third thing which I've learned in 2023, which is something I already know, so I don't think I've really learned this necessarily in 2023, but it's something which I've embraced even more so 
the family comes first. Now, this doesn't mean spending every minute of every day with our family, but it's putting family as a really high priority. And I've always, always done that, but I've just stepped into that even more so in 2023 and really connected with that on a on a bigger level, really. Um, this year, I've definitely been thinking much more about longevity and about what I do today and the difference that's going to make to me in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years time. And this mostly is to do my health, but also this is to do with the connections that I have with the people I love. And I want to look back when I'm in my 90s and just say, yes, that was amazing. That was exactly that was exactly what I wanted. That was exactly how I wanted to spend my time. That was exactly how I wanted to love other people. That's exactly how I wanted to be loved. Because after all, that is all that matters. The next thing that I've really learned this year is about taking risks. So this is really about taking responsible risks. So I'm not talking about taking silly, careless risks. I'm talking about taking risks which are thought out well, which have a level of responsibility to them, but mostly are completely connected to my gut instinct. Now, people always talk about, you know, taking risks, but I don't believe in taking risks that A, can be damaging to you or the people around you, or B, you know in your gut are not really right. Whereas if you take risks that you know are going to most likely be better for you and the people around you, and although it feels really scary and really uncomfortable, and let's face it, none of us like feeling scared and uncomfortable, but if you can just step into those feelings, if we can truly just feel that discomfort and we know that our gut instinct says by taking this risk, there's going to be a reward on the other side. And even though there is that discomfort there, your gut just knows like it knows like it knows that it's the right thing to do. And that's what I've been doing this year. I've been saying to my gut, is this scary? Yes. Is this uncomfortable? Yes. Is this what my gut instinct really believes in? Yes. And then I've been saying, is this for the greatest good of myself and the people around me if this pays off? Yes. And then I've been doing it. And that has felt so good. And I haven't regretted that once. So I'm definitely going to step into that so much more in 2024. You know, just saying it's worth feeling uncomfortable for a small amount of time in order to have more comfort and more happiness and more health and more joy and more freedom and more love afterwards. Okay, so the next thing that I have learned in 2023 is about making changes and pivoting and how this is a really good thing. So this goes back to what I've just said about feelings of discomfort. Now, we as human beings try to do everything we can to not feel discomfort. We want to feel full comfort all the time. And we want to stick with what we know. 
because it makes us feel safe. Of course it does. That's what we do. But if we say to ourselves, let's just let ourselves feel unsafe for a little bit. Let's feel uncomfortable and accept the fact that we're not going to like that and no one likes that. that. That's not what we want. However, changes and pivots are good. So actually stepping out of our comfort zone, acknowledging that we will feel discomfort there, but knowing this is going to lead to something better. And knowing it's okay to make changes, it's okay to change your mind, it's okay to reinvent yourself, it's okay to say, I want a different life to what I'm living now. It's really okay to do that. And that's something which for the last couple of years I've definitely been doing. But this year, I feel like, particularly the end of this year, I've been thinking about even more so what changes and pivots is my gut instinct, is my soul, is my intuition telling me to make. And I've been putting things in place to start making these. One example is this sabbatical that I'm currently on. So taking this time off, you know, I would have never done that before. It's taking a lot of discomfort. It's taking a lot of trust in other people. It's taking a lot of trust in everything that I've built um, within my business in order to leave that for a month, to let other people run it for a month, to you trust in my team, to oversee everything for a month to not be Danielle, the face yoga expert for a month. So it's a change for me to do that, actually. And I will let you know when I get back from it how it was, because as you listen to this, I haven't yet gone on it. (laughs) But you will be listening to it when I'm midway through it, because I'm pre-recording this. Okay, two more. So the first one I want to chat about is making memories with my children and how this year I have done that even more so. We've had more mini breaks, holidays, vacations than probably we've ever taken with the girls. I mean, prior to having the girls, we travelled a lot more. We went a lot more long haul. Of course, you can when you don't have young children. But because my girls are now seven and 11, we have been able to travel a little bit more. We're still not quite in the place where we've taken them on a longer haul flight. And generally, our holidays have been, you know, in the school holidays or extended weekends. And they've been in Europe or they've we've stayed in the UK. But they've all been very much focused on the memories. And it's about finding that balance because, of course, when you're gone on holiday, you're having to spend money, often quite a lot of money, and you're having to take yourself away from other responsibilities, work and business. But it's making memories and it's taking that balance. So it's not about, okay, every other weekend we're going away for an amazing luxury holiday. No, that would be irresponsible. I don't want to teach my children that because I don't want to teach them that actually you don't walk away from more responsibilities and you overspend on luxury items all the time. No, but do I want to teach them that making memories and actually spending your time on and money on experiences is way more important than spending your money on more material things that don't matter as much. 
And, you know, this goes back to what I said earlier about when I'm older, I want to look back and I want to feel like I've connected with the people I love the most. And of course, you know, that is my girl. So spending more time this year traveling with them and making memories with them has been so, so lovely. And then the final one, I mean, I've lot, <laughs> I have learned so many things over 2023. I feel like I learned so much every day. But the final thing that I'm going to talk to you about on this episode is that all the answers that we need are within. Now, it might sound a little bit cliche that, but I honestly believe that. I think that we spend so much time looking for answers elsewhere, but the truth is within us. We know every answer. It's just our conditioning, traumas, other people's opinions, worrying what people think of us, experiences we've had, all of this that adds up to making us very confused about what should we should be doing in the now, what our next step in life is, what the future looks like. But the truth is, if we can get through all of that noise, if we can almost get ourselves through all those brambles in the forest, what we see on the other side is just pure light and love. And that pure light and love is within us. And it has a very clear voice to it as well. And when we really connect with that, then we have the answers. Now, for me this year... There's been two ways I've been able to connect with that light, love, and that clear voice. And that is either through taking the rest that I've talked about, and then that has given me the space to hear those answers within, or listening to that first one to two seconds feeling within me. Now, if you know anything about human design, and I know I've done a few podcasts on this before, you may remember that I am a generator. I'm a 5-1 generator in human design. Now, as a generator, we are very much designed to listen to our gut instincts. So I do realise that if you are another energy type in human design, that perhaps you need maybe a little bit longer to listen to this answer within, or you connect with that answer in different ways. But for me, it's that first few seconds gut instinct. Then all the chatter from my mind and all of the other past experiences and other people's opinions and traumas there and everything will come in. But if I listen to that first quick gut instinct within me, then the answer's there. And I've been doing that this year. I've actually been saying, does this give me joy? Does this light me up? If it's still uncomfortable and scary, then yeah, that's fine. That doesn't put me off from making that decision. That's that's not the problem. But it has to feel like it's rooted in love and light and there's a cl- very clear voice there. So that's it. That's what I have learned this year in 2023. And, you know, I'm hoping and manifesting and praying for the most wonderful 2024, full of love, full of light, full of peace, full of joy for myself, for my loved ones, and also for you as well. Take care. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.